0: Hey, everyone.
2: Welcome to Webcology. It's Thursday, March the 27th, almost at the end of March, almost in the beginning of April. Where has the, uh, wow, where's the winter gone? I'm Jim Hedger calling from, calling in from the boardroom of metamen.com, and I'm joined by Dave Davies, who's just down the road from me over there at beanstalk Inc. How are you doing this morning, Dave?
1: I'm doing just great this morning. How about you, Jim?
2: Oh, I'm doing good. You know, a little bit of control, a little bit of controlled chaos, um at the beginning of the show, but I think we got it together.
1: <laughs> well, that's all you can ask. There's always a little bit of chaos.
2: So, you know what, this uh, is the it first keeps time... the day interesting. Oh, absolutely. It keeps you on your toes. You know what, this is the first time I've d- I'm doing the show via Skype. So, um, listeners, if you hear any weird noises, that's because I haven't figured out how to isolate um, the <laughs> instant message noises that are flashing back and forth between uh, me and studio and me and Dave. But we got a great show today. Uh, weird noises aside, we have a very, very interesting show today. We're um, continuing our ten-part series on search engine optimization techniques, going from fairly basic to fairly advanced. And today we're dealing with, um, well, we're dealing with the flip side, flip side of the search marketing coin, um, paid pay per click as it relates to SEO. Um, Dave, you actually you, you put an article into WebPro News expert section today on um, PPC as it relates to uh, to your business, and I guess that's what we're going to be discussing today.
1: We sure are, and we've got uh, we've got an interesting guest from uh, a little closer to your neck of the woods here today. Um, and I'm actually just posting in the uh, live Yahoo Live a link to the article because it does coincide with the show. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting topic uh, to me, anyway. You know, uh, obviously, um, and and using pay per click for I mean, it's it's great in and of itself. It's well managed. Um, but using it in conjunction with an organic or either in conjunction with an organic or to test an organic campaign um, are two often overlooked aspects of, of the real usefulness of a paper per click campaign. Um, and, and I think it does need to be touched on, and it's really, it, it can be invaluable. And, I mean, heck, I can use our own site as an example of uh, a time when we didn't use it and it was an extremely costly uh, thing not to use, and it would have cost us a few hundred
2: bucks to, to do some proper testing. And after doing that, you uh, you found that your conversions go up, your 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 hit rate goes up, more people are paying attention to your site, etc. Um, now, before before we actually dive into your article, and I just posted a link in the um, webmaster radio chat room as well, I'd like to cover some stuff that I've been seeing in the I've been seeing in the search media, and actually I blogged about this at the MetaMan blog the other day. If you, if everyone goes to WebPro News right now they'll see towards the top of the towards the top of the web pro news page today a uh, piece by uh, David Utter. And now, I really enjoy David's writing. He's uh, he's, he's one, of the, one of the top reporters they have working there. And um, he, I'm just trying to find the, exactly where the article is on the page right now. Um, today he writes that there might be a slight... Downturn in clicks through, clicks through the AdWords system. Um, actually, there's a couple of them. He just put, posted one about half an hour ago. Market doesn't click with Google AdWords. I, um, I'm inclined to agree that there might be a small downturn in click rates, but I don't think that's indicative of a weakening in the SEM market. Um, Dave, what, what do you think about this? Well, now, out of the gate,
1: unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to read the, the full article, so I may be speaking on, on areas a little different um, than, than necessarily what he covered. Um, but I don't think that we're going to be looking at any specific downturn, as you call it, in the SEM market specifically. Um, I can see some drops in, uh, and certainly some future trends in drops in the click uh, value, specifically to the search engines and in regards to what people are willing to bid. Um, I think this is a, a good reflection of, A, the searchers becoming more aware of what is a paid versus what is not a paid click. Um, the, the advertisers becoming more aware of how to track and, and um, how to sort of measure the ROI, so um, adjusting their bids and, and not bidding at certain times. Um, but uh, I, some aspects I think we need to consider here is I would bet, I don't know how much money, I would virtually bet my company on the fact that Google is not. We're not going to see any declines in Google, SEM and and paid advertising by the search engines is still going to be a growing trend. We're just going to see a lot more diversification. We're going to see you know Google launching into a lot more um, demographic targeting stuff like that. You know, they're already launching into radio, TV, print, blah blah blah. Um, So I think we're just seeing a a big diversification that's going to start spreading that budget around a little more and, and bringing it back into into the real world as opposed to just the web world. Um, but I don't, so I don't think the search engines are dropping. I think there's just a change. It's not that SEM is dying. It's just that it's changing.
2: Well, here's a few numbers I want to throw out here. These are based on the, uh, these are based on the numbers that ComScore published uh, towards the end of January. Um, and actually, these these are the numbers that caused a minor uproar in the in the investment community, um, the folks on Wall Street. Now, according to ComScore. Google saw 532 million AdWord clicks in the month of January '08, And that was a decline of 0.3% over January of '07, So a decline of less than 1%. Now, if there's 3- 532 million AdWord clicks in January, which has 31 days, that means there was 17,161,290 ad clicks per day which means it was 715,054 clicks per hour, 11,917 ad clicks per minute, or 199, almost 200 ad clicks per second. Now, that means that every second of the day, Google is shooting out, or uh, sorry, directing website visitors, search engine users, to about 200 advertisements. That's phenomenal. Like, There is no other media network that comes close to delivering that kind of traffic volume. Um, paid search advertising is more than alive and well. It's actually growing, although it's not growing as rapidly as numbers in the past have, or as, as we've seen it in the past. I believe that Comscore released another report just earlier this week that shows Google's actually grown in February, in the month of February, over um, the month of February in, in 07. Now, as uh, David from WebPro News rightly pointed out, um, as as Dave from WebPro News rightly pointed out, February does have 29 days this month, but still, there was an increase. Um, so, David I, think, I, Dave, David, I think we should probably jump into your article. We have a guest, actually, who's waiting on the line, and um, it's Emily Spence from Inquisit, and we've we got to be kind to her. This is her first time on uh, on Webmaster Radio, so we've got to be kind to her this time, but <laughs> Before jumping into uh, talking about Inquisit and how that helps SEOs with their, with their PPC campaigns, I would um, very much like to well, talk about the article that you put into WebPro News today.
1: Okay. Um, I can give sort of a, a brief summary overview uh, and then we can, we can sort of go from there. And, and uh, you know, obviously our, our listeners are, are more than invited to head over to WebPro News and, and read the thing in its full. You know, 3,000 words took about four and a half hours to write. So, you know, there's, there's some time that went into it. Um, what really we're taking a look at is, is PPC can be broken down for the, for the purposes of the article itself into basically three basic um, environments. One is where you're running the campaign for uh, in and of itself and for the value that the pay-per-click uh, campaign can provide. Um, the other is kind of tied together It's the first one, but in conjunction with an organic campaign. Now, um, it was actually Dave Williams from 360i and, and the white papers that they put out that really brought to light the fact that the rules involved there and what you need to track when you're running these campaigns together, when you're ranking organically and adding in PPC. What you need to track is fundamentally different than in the first case where you're just running a PPC campaign. And then my personal favorite, which is... Um, Running a uh, pay-per-click campaign prior to running an organic campaign, uh, and that is for the purposes of really doing your keyword testing, making sure you're picking the right targets. And uh, I used an example of uh, from the Beanstalk site, where out of the outset, you know, obviously we picked our name based on our keyword phrases that we were targeting. You know, on day one, which have changed dramatically. Uh, But we went after search engine positioning as the primary phrase, search engine positioning services as a secondary phrase. We had our our secondary, or search engine positioning service, yeah, the secondary. We had our secondary within five months, spent another four or five months, working very hard to nail our primary. Stats started pouring in once we'd nailed our primary down, and it converted at a whopping zero percent. The secondary phrase, one with the word services, converted very highly. Um, the one with the without it, just search engine positioning itself over uh, a span of a month, and then again the the following month converted at zero percent, uh, and by zero conver- percent our version of a conversion is uh, to to have some sort of communications with us. So, um, had we launched in on day one with a pay per click campaign, figured that out on day one, it would have essentially saved about four or five months. Um, of, of organic campaign time, which we could have then been investing in other uh, other phrases, we did end up moving on and ranking for other phrases later. We could have had all that traffic about five months earlier, and uh, you know, as you know, the the tra- converting traffic is far more valuable than the non converting traffic. So, um, so yeah, it, it can be extremely valuable, and uh, and glad I learned that lesson early on, and uh, and got to pass that on to clients. Uh, a lot now, earlier
2: than uh, You were uh, able to learn that lesson early on, and that was one of your first experiences with, um, with pay-per-click management, and, and luckily it was for your own company. Yes. In, uh, in the lessons that you learned, if you were doing this again for the first time, if you were um, you know, with one of those knowing-what-I-know-now-then scenarios, what would you <laughs> yeah. be looking for first off?
1: Um, well, in some cases, and, and we do have to run some tests with a lot of, uh, with a lot of our clients, um, when we do head into any given campaign, or, or looking, you know, even going back at our own, gee, if we had known then what we know now, um, when we hit scenarios where we have um, discrepancies between what I refer to as buy phrases, one that include the word, you know, in our industry that includes words like services, um, you know, in some industries the buy phrases are really obvious. It's like buy, you know, whatever ink cartridges, buy whatever online. Um, when you end up with discrepancies, and you always will between the generic and the buy phrases, if that gap between the number of searches per day or, or the estimated number of searches per day by whatever tool you're using, keyword discovery or whatnot, um, is sort of close enough that the generic is not a clear, clear winner, um, then you need to run a pay per click campaign and figure out if the generic really makes sense to target, or if you need to focus on the on the buy phrases. Um, you know, in the cases of in our industry, looking at a phrase like SEO versus SEO services, both of them are highly searched. So if we were launching in at day one right now, and we're trying to pick between those two phrases, I would definitely run a pay per click campaign and figure out which one of these two things is going to rank pro- or is going to to provide the conversions. I, unfortunately, had to figure this out the hard way. It's ones with the word services (laughs) that do. Um, But to go back and and do it again, um, I would definitely have run a pay-per-click campaign and and, and figured it out that way, saved myself many, many months of of hard work with uh, virtually zero ROI from from those additional months.
2: Well, as you say in your article, um, under the keyword research section, just like organic SEO campaigns, PPC campaigns logically begin with keyword research what are you using dave to do your preliminary keyword research
1: Um, i like what i like to do when i'm doing any be it organic or pay-per-click i like to pull my data from two sources and you're looking for common trends now ppc you give a disproportionate let's let's use google adwords for example um... The primary tool, I, I like to back it up using keyword discovery, but the primary tool we're going to use is Google's information themselves. Uh, you're never going to get better information, uh, not to say that it's flawless, but you're never going to get better information than you're going to get from the source itself. So if you're, if you're running a campaign through Yahoo, uh, you know, you're going to use their tools. The reason being, of course, they know what their searchers are looking for, and so they're providing you the data on their demographic. Um, you know, Searchers on Yahoo do search differently. You are dealing with different people than searchers on MSN, and they are different than searchers on Google. And if you're going into the alternative search engines, um, you know they're they're an entirely different ball of wax altogether. So, um, starting it out, I would highly recommend, and and it's a pretty obvious step to use the tools that the engine that you are advertising on is providing. Then I do like to supplement it with uh, with some information from. Um, you know, the from some third party tools, keyword discovery. Um, we've also recently started using and I, and I discovered them during the step one of this process. Um, we've recently started using ad gurus um, tools, and what they really allow us to do is quickly and easily view what a specific site's competitors are bidding on, what their ads look like in a nice simple format. Um, what that really enables is when my imagination runs out and I stop thinking and our clients stop thinking of maybe some new keywords, uh, we can take a look at what, what their competitors are doing and what the core competitors are doing and figure out what they're doing. Now, sometimes it is going to coincide with exactly what we do. Sometimes they've thought of things that we haven't, um, you know, maybe because they've been doing it for, for five or six years, uh, and can often provide some, some interesting holes in the market where you can find some, some lower keyword, uh, uh, keyword things or you may find some entirely different tactics, uh, as far as your on-site goes, um, and, and ways to market your website and, and some link bait that you might not have seen unless you take a look at a really hard look at what the competitors are doing in ways that you wouldn't see on their site because these are sort of orphan pages that the, the competitors are using these are pages that are, are designed just for the PPC uh, and that you wouldn't find just by navigating the site or, or through the organic results
2: okay yeah often um, people create landing pages to direct their PPC clicks to they may be a landing page for a regional listing or regional business um, they could be a uh, landing page for a specific product offered um, in that unique uh, PPC campaign. Uh, Dave, did you see the notification Google put out, I think it was on Monday, stating that you can't redirect those landing pages to another URL, that the URL listed in your Google AdWords has to be the URL that the visitor ends up on?
1: You know what that is I I did spot that Um uh, I spotted that yeah I guess just a uh, just a couple days ago when I was in managing one of uh, one of the campaigns um and it's it's so tough for me to decide whether that's a a good or a bad move um on their part or from from an advertiser's perspective you know it's nice to just be able to show sort of what you want of of your specific ad um I do understand kind of why Google's doing it to you know basically provide the same set of Authenticity that they can in the organic SERPs where they're showing the actual URL, uh, <laughs> but um, I think it does kind of tie the hands of the advertisers a little, or, or takes away a little bit of the, of the liberties. But uh, I don't think it's going to be any dramatic uh, for for the for normal people running normal camp normal ask type campaigns. Uh, I don't think it's really going to affect them very much. I think there's there's some some cases out there where it may and. Where you're kind of trying to to kind of mislead where things were, were directing. Um, one thing I don't like about it is it does kind of limit in some ways uh, a bit of the trackability and and a bit of the ways that you can you can start to to run the statistics and and use uh, so add some limitations to what you can pull from third party tools a little bit. Um, but there there are ways to react to that. There are ways to get around it. And I'm sure that all the all the third party manufacturers, click tracks, et cetera, are going to react pretty quickly and, and make sure that they're they're up to speed and, and that they can then track things uh, the way that we're used to them tracking when we can
2: use specific redirects and stuff. Well, it's funny you should mention third party verification systems. Um, as uh, just for listeners uh, listeners information, we're running through the show very quickly. It seems this is one of those shows where it's just going faster than normal, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it sure is.
2: Um, well, I think. Um, I think, I'm, I'm ge- based on the message I'm getting from the uh, studio, I think it's about time that we go to break. But when we come back, when we come back, we're going to have on the line Emily Spence, a representative of PPC Assurance, a um, uh, software suite that is uh, well positioned to become uh, the leading independent third-party verification tool. And I'd like to talk with Emily and perhaps Richard, who's the president of. of uh, PPC Assurance and Inquisit. I'm not positive he's on the line or not, but I'd very much like to talk to Emily about um, what Inquisit and PPC Assurance are doing to in, in the realm of third party verification, and also how use of Inquisit or PPC Assurance can help pay per click advertisers. But before we're able to get to uh, to Emily and perhaps Richard. We have to go to break. We have to pay some bills here, just like in the PPC world. We have to see some income, too. This is Jim Hedger at Metamend uh, and Dave Davies at beanstalk Inc. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages.
1: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated.
0: Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you.
1: How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call-in sales with EngineReady Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and
0: inexpensive accurate call-in tracking can be. EngineReady.com. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads, all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. SEO 101. Last is now in session.
2: Mike Moran, author of Do It Wrong Quickly, How the Web Changes the Old Marketing Rules.
1: Marketing was a very dangerous profession, a situation where you were taking a big chance. That's where people have grown up. The first thing we do is usually wrong. The only way you find out is by trying things until eventually you lurch into the right answer. It's going to eventually figure out what customers need if they just pay attention to what they say and do, what marketers do. New episodes, Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And check out their live broadcast, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on
2: WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Deaton.
2: Welcome back, friends. This is Webcology on webmasterradio.fm for Thursday, March the 27th. We're uh, continuing our series on search engine optimization techniques going from the very basic to the slightly advanced. And today we're covering the pay-per-click aspect of search marketing. Um, As listeners know, there's companion articles being published in the expert articles section of WebPro News and Today, my uh, genial co-host Dave Davies over at Beanstalk Inc. has uh, has written a, a fairly long article, thirty um, three hundred words. Way to go! You're up really late writing this, weren't you, Dave?
1: <laughs> I sure was. It took me till about two in the morning. So
2: yeah, um, about thirty three hundred words, and, and I mean this, this this covers the A to Z of uh, setting up, uh, monitoring, and tracking your PPC campaign. And one of the things that uh, PPC advertisers need to need to be aware of and need to be cognizant of is these are electronic systems, and in any electronic systems, there's going to be errors, there's going to be problems, and when real money is involved, I dislike using dropping the f bomb on the radio, but every once in a while, there's going to be fraud. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? <laughs> um, so, I've been and. David you know I've been complaining about click fraud for years and years and years it's been it's been, I think it's a scourge a cancer in the industry and one of the things that could actually that could actually stand in the way of us moving into the multi-billion dollar channel that we all know search marketing well has become and will continue to become so I was really honored a few uh, a few months ago when uh, Richard Zwicky from Inquisit asked if I'd come in and 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 you know do some consulting with Inquisit with their with their PPC fraud-fighting tool, PPC Assurance. Um, and again, actually, I've, I've learned to dislike the fraud word because since using PPC Assurance and working with these guys, um, we're finding that it's often mistakes made by the search engines that webmasters have to watch out for and not exactly fraud. But we have um, Emily Spence, a spokesperson for uh, PPC Assurance, on the line, and I think Emily will give a far better explanation of the, of the software and its capabilities. Emily, welcome to Webcology.
0: Hi. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jim. Thanks, guys. How's it going?
2: It is going excellent today, although, as um, as you know, it's Thursday morning, so things are a little bit discombobulated, or, I guess, Thursday afternoon for our Eastern audience. Now, Emily, you were just in New York at SES, um, the Searches and the Strategies Conference.
0: I was. Yes, I was. And you already gave me away. You uh, mentioned earlier That uh, uh, I'm—it's my first time on Webmaster Radio, and so I am pretty new to the industry. So last week at the conference was really, really valuable for me. Um, I just really love the people in the industry. Every—it just seems like such an amazing community. I already feel like people really reached out to me and made me feel like I'm one of the family. And I just had—it was a great learning experience. Met a lot of really great people. So I've only only good things to say about uh, about the industry so far.
2: Well, I mean, I think this, this Emily, you are part of the family. Every time I go to one of these search marketing shows, I'm going to put in a plug for uh, search mark, search engine strategies, and also for uh, the SMX show that's coming up in Seattle um, in early June. When you go to these shows, friends, you are part of a thousands-strong family of highly intelligent, very friendly, and very loving people, and. Um, Sometimes I think that's that's why I go to these shows. I don't even I'm not even sure if I go to these shows to learn anything. I go to these shows just to hang out with some of the best people in the world. And Emily, I'm so glad that you that you I saw you everywhere at the show, talking with everybody you could possibly speak with, um, and at, you know at some of the some of the after parties as well. And I'm I'm so glad you got such a good reception.
0: Ah, thanks, Jim. Well, that's just because you're everywhere at these shows. So <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah, definitely. You're uh, a, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm the first to, to put in a plug for uh, SES and SMX. They're great shows, and I'm really having fun so far. So. Um, but I guess back to, um, back to PPC Assurance. Now, Jim, you know, you were, were throwing out the, the F word earlier about fraud, and I guess I do want to emphasize that, you know, you also threw out some stats a bit earlier saying that I mean, really, the sheer number of ads that Google and the other ad networks are, are serving out per second mean that they do make mistakes, and so it's not really about click fraud. It's, it's about... It's, it's about the mistakes that the ad providers are making, um, and, and they're, not, uh, they're not intentional mistakes. It's just because of the sheer, the sheer size of what's going on. So what um, our service provides is a way, you know, PPC Assurance is really built to fulfill the need for a third-party auditor within the scene that can really um, determine that the clicks that you're getting are clicks that conform with the parameters that you set, um, whether it's geo-targeting or day-parting, and so that at the end of the day, you know that you're reaching your target market and that your money isn't being wasted. So it's not really about click fraud. It's about those clicks that don't match the parameters that you've set. Um, for instance, if you only want clicks, um, if, you, if you geo-targeted New, New York City, you're still going to get some clicks you know, from Seattle, from L.A., et cetera. Um, and we're able to see... Um, when that happens, and we're able to immediately get you your money back for those undesired clicks, so that's essentially what we do.
2: How prevalent is this problem, Emily? Where where the networks are making geographic or um, well, I guess timing mistakes?
0: Um, well, what we're finding with our clients so far is that typically, I mean, it does depend on how um, targeted your campaigns are, but for a, but for a typical um, you know client that has you know, a fair bit of geo targeting. So we're not talking about just, you know, if they've broadly targeted like all of Google.com, all of North America. But you know, if they are fairly geo targeted, um, a, few, a few parameters are set. We're typically seeing about a five to ten percent error rate. So that's five uh, to ten percent um, of your ad spend that you're able to get back every month.
1: Now, what differences are you noticing between the advertisers who are just going with the search, let's say in, in, uh, in Google's case, um, just showing up their ads on Google versus advertisers who may be going into the content network as well?
2: Right.
0: Well, obviously, as soon as you get onto the content network, then we're fi- finding a much higher um, uh, um, that that percentage is increasing for sure. So we might uh, the number might be closer to. I just uh, I hate throwing out these numbers they because you're just. Uh, I think I just said a. Oh, so Canadian. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> think, they love us um, for it. What was that?
2: They love us for it.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, okay, you won't tease me too much good um I think typically yeah if, if we're getting out onto the content network, then we're seeing definitely clo- the closer to that ten percent or even higher actually um we've had some clients that have seen upwards to fifteen twenty percent in their um on the content network versus just uh you know on Google for example, we might see something lower to you know four or five percent something like that.
1: Now, is there a correlation between advertisers that you've noticed, and, and you may or may not have, have been looking towards this? Um, but when advertisers are adjusting their bids separately onto the content network, so they're pulling their bids down for the content network and, and leaving it higher onto the actual search uh, network, are you noticing differences in the fraud rates there when people drop their, their bids to the content network? Does the fraud rate go down um, I, I'm just trying, hoping to get a, a bit of a better idea of where is this fraud specifically coming from as far as, uh, as, far as your tools are detecting.
0: Um, I'm not so sure that I can answer that question necessarily. Um, and again, I think we're starting to use that fraud word again. Um, we have some capabilities in our service to detect fraud, but really um, we're just talking about those mistakes made on the, on the end of the ad provider. So um, I'm not quite sure if I can properly answer that question at this point.
2: If if you don't mind, um, I can jump in with uh, with a quick answer to that. Um, to get quote unquote fraud, to get quote unquote fraud, um, a couple of things have to happen. The click has to the fraudster has to make the click, and Google or Yahoo or whomever has to charge for the click. Now, if um, if that click isn't charged but it's recorded, well, Google hasn't charged for it. Therefore, no fraud has happened whatsoever. If um, that click is charged but later found and refunded, then you, I mean, you can't very well claim that's—that's. That's, you can claim there was an attempted fraud that happened, but not an actual realistic act of fraud. Now, I was speaking on the phone. I did an interview yesterday with um, Ryan uh, Sh- uh, Sherbistoff from Panda Security, a fellow I spoke with um, maybe 13, 14 months ago about click bots. And um, well well he was stating um, to, to agreeing with uh, John Mayers from uh, SES last week that there are definitely more bot networks out there. He's suggesting their focus is moving away from active click fraud and more into ID theft and into um, uh, phishing attempts. So while we haven't broken the back of quote unquote click fraud, I think um, the, the networks have been far more cognizant and aware of it in the last year, and they're, they're, they're definitely limiting the bad quality clicks. But, again, having worked with PPC Assurance for several months now, I know that we're finding a lot of mistakes they're making. But, again, a mistake is a mistake. That doesn't necessarily equate to fraud. Uh, I don't know if that clarifies it all, but I, I hope it was close. <laughs>
1: I, I, think that, I think that covers it quite well. Now, I, I have another question for Emily, who uh, I know is... is a little more involved with sort of the in, the internal workings here. How easy, when you do have an issue um, and, and you have detected that, you know, some mistakes have been made and, and you've been charged for clicks that you just shouldn't be paying for, um, I know your tools provide a reporting mechanism just to make things a lot easier um, for your users to actually report and receive refunds. How easy are the engines to work with when you're having to do one of these reports? And um, you know, what sort of success ratio can people start to expect when you're reporting these these issues and, and these mistakes?
0: Um, well, we're very uh, we're very excited to be able to say that we've had 100 um, percent success so far with um, our refund claims with the with the engines. I mean, we've had you know we're, we're having a few issues. We you know like 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 anything, you you will often have to sort of um, you know, work through the, the the different layers, and and you kind of get the runaround sometimes. But you know, at at the at the end of the day, we've uh, been really pleased that so far all of our um that that we've had yeah 100 percent success rate with all of our submissions so far. So. Um, and I don't know if I um, I didn't mention this earlier, but one thing as far as the submissions go is that we're the only ones out there to have a one-click uh, refund button. So we automatically populate um, all the all the 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 entire form for you, so that it's a really easy process. So we do do that's completely automa- automated on our end, so that it's super easy for our clients. To submit um, these refund claims, and then we can typically expect anywhere from seven days up to three weeks to get uh, to get that money back.
2: Now, um, Emily, um, we I'm afraid we have to move on. I'm getting message from the studio that we have to close in about ten minutes uh, at the outside. I can I see Brasco sitting in his chair pulling his hair out going, no, Jim, I said five
0: minutes. <laughs> but
2: I want to uh, I want to let people know that Dave Davies, Dave went and put a uh, PPC Assurance code for a free month um, for a trial at PPC Assurance. Um, he threw that into the Webmaster Radio chat room. I'm just going to read it out over the air. Um, in capitals, it's PPC-Davies, D-A-V-I-E-S davies 2 one 2 Three um, two, to make sure I've just been told to spell it again twice. It's PPC Davies D A V I E S two one two three two. Punch to go over to PPC Assurance. Punch that in. Get yourself a three uh, uh, one month free trial. And friends, check out this product. Um, it will it will make you money by saving you money. Emily, is there anything anything else you'd like to say to the audience um, before I'm afraid we have to let you go?
0: Yeah, no. Well, big thanks to uh, yeah to Dave and, and to Jim for having me on today, and also um, just that is I, I believe there's somewhere um, on the website that I'll be able to put my contact details. Anyone is welcome to uh, to contact me with any further questions or feedback or to uh, get clarification on that free trial. So.
2: Well, again, Emily, thank you for taking time with, uh, to be on Web at Webmaster Radio. Um, friends, that was Emily Spence from Inquisit Search Search Metrics. Um, Inquisit is the maker of PPC Assurance. Dave, we should jump back into your article again. <laughs>
1: okay, let's do that.
2: Now, um, I, it was, I, I wanted to get I wanted to get Emily on because I know she's been sitting on hold. But I also I kind of felt it was a little bit kitty wampus where um, we started talking about monitoring and. We went straight from keyword research into monitoring, and there's a number of other steps that SEOs have to be aware of when when running a PPC campaign. Um, especially again, if they tend to focus on the organic and they're dabbling in PPC, there's a number of very critical things that they, that you mentioned in your article that they have to take uh, take into account.
1: Well, it's very true. I mean, it gets down into like uh, even if you're if you're just looking at what is your purpose, um, that'll have. Huge changes. Um, and one of my one of the big things that, that I've taken a look at for clients, we've, we've done this many times in, in both different ways where um, there's the old marketing saying, uh, you know, you, you sell the sizzle, you don't sell the steak. Um, very, very true and in, in print, in organic um, SEO campaigns is very true. You're creating your title, you're creating your description. Bam, you, you, it costs you nothing. To per click, so you're, you really need to just get as many visitors as you can. When you're running a pay-per-click campaign, that isn't the case. Um, now, there are definitely companies out there that have virtually endless budgets, um, and what they're trying to do, you know, where their, their campaign is being run for branding or, or any of these things, yes, they may be trying to just get that click to, to attract brand awareness. Um, you may also be finding some keywords where, you know, you can bid like 10 cents uh, and get a visitor, and you know, rank really well at ten cents. Okay, great. You know, sell the sizzle. Uh, but when we're dealing with our main sets of phrases, um, you know, the average advertiser has a limited budget. Um, you know, I'm sure ninety nine percent of the people listening right now, if they are engaged in PPC campaigns, they have daily budgetary limits set. Um, in that case, generally, I tend to lean a lot more towards no. You, you sell that stake. And on top of that stake, you put a great big red price tag on it. You let that person know as much as you can. Um, And I used a couple examples in the actual article itself um, saying, you know, if if we were gearing a pay-per-click campaign for our own company um, and we were putting it up there and we were doing it just for the PPC, I'd put a, a description like, you know, expert SEOs starting from, um, you know, three thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars. I want people to know that this is not a like hundred and ninety-five dollar a month option or something like that, um, because I don't want people clicking if they're looking for that. Um, whereas, um, if you're testing it a lot more for a um, organic campaign, which is what a lot of this article was about, you need to sell that sizzle, and it's it's going to kind of suck <laughs> because you're going to be getting a lot of clicks from high school students, your competitors, blah blah blah. Um, but you need to sell that sizzle because that's what you're going to try and do on your organic uh, campaign. So you need to make sure that you're doing essentially the same thing on the PPC so that you're getting the same kind of traffic. Uh, and on that advertisement, you know, it would look like you know, guaranteed SEO services as the title, affordable SEO services consulting and training as a description, or, or something like that. So you're trying to sell it the same way you would on the organic. So you can attract the same visitors. Costs you a lot more money. Your conversion ratio is going to be a lot lower that route. Um, however, what you're trying to do is just pull in the statistics to base all, an organic campaign around. So um, you're not really trying to make money on this PPC campaign. So the, the purposes are, are
2: fundamentally different. Well, that must affect. Um, that obviously affects your bid rates, and it affects um, the, uh, the the your testing will affect your spend. Um, and this we have to run right on through. So tell us a little bit about bids, bid monitoring, and what's important to you.
1: Um, well, again, this, this does vary depending on your position. I tend, when we're dealing with clients, and, and you know them too, About 99% of them are going to have some, some limitations that would easily be blown through if they were just bidding into the high positions. They'd have had their budget blown through by like 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, so what I tend to like to do is create the ads, start the bids fairly low, um, like just so you know, we know they're going to appear on the first couple pages of the results, Um, I try not to make any assumptions about which keywords are going to convert, so I keep the bids roughly equal. You know, ones with buy phrases in them, I might have a little bit higher. But then slowly increase them. The goal in that case when you're running a PPC campaign just for its own right um, is really to run out, in in my opinion. I'm sure there's intelligent people who disagree, but from my experience, uh, the goal here is to run out of your your, your budget as close to that twenty fourth hour in the day as possible, what that tells me is I have maximized my number of clicks with that daily allowance. If I run it at five o'clock, I know I could have dropped my bids down, extended the campaign further into the day, and gotten more clicks out of out of the campaign in that day. Um, when I'm running an organic or running it as a test for an organic, however, the goal is totally different. The client has to be prepped to just bleed money. But they're going to only be doing that for a couple weeks while you're pulling in data what you need to do in that case is make sure that when you're bidding you're bidding this thing to appear near the top of the search engine results either in uh... you know in the case of google either in the set of results that appears above the organic or you know right near the top of the right hand side results um, because you need to sort of mimic the traffic behavior you're going to get when you're ranking highly on um, on the organic sets of results so you need to kind of be prepared to bleed money for a little while Um, because you're not going to be really gearing your advertising right. You're not going to be building landing pages. You want to see what happens when they just land on your site. Um, So you've got to be prepped for that. But going in knowing you're only going to do this for a couple weeks. You're just pulling in some stats. And in the long run, it's going to save you potentially months of headaches uh, and and lost time and incorrect targeting on your organic campaign. And that's going to be a lot more expensive than this couple weeks of running a PPC campaign to test uh, your organic results.
2: Okay. Now, I i afraid we're going to have to blast past filters. We could talk for an hour about filters easily. And um, we've already discussed yeah. tracking and stats. Um, you mentioned landing page and landing page optimization. And in your articles, you say yourself, you're an expert in algorithms, not necessarily in making gorgeous landing pages. But you do cite um, two articles, uh, one by the incredible Frederick Towns from W3Edge, uh, landing page usability, and another by... Uh, by by your friend of mine, Jonathan Mendez, uh, Seven Rules on Landing Page Optimization. Um, Yeah, these are are, are great articles. These two guys have stood out for you.
1: They really have. Now, I've looked at a bunch of stuff, and actually, (laughs) ironically, this morning when I got in, um, there was an interesting take in uh, the High-Rankings Advisor newsletter um, there was also some interesting information. So, to our listeners, go. Out, yeah, I'm sure most of you have already subscribed to the thing, but go out, take a peek at the most recent newsletter on their site. Um, and there's there's some uh, an interesting take on it. There, I haven't had a chance to fully analyze it, so I won't get uh, I won't get into the full details. But I have taken a skim of it, and, and it is worth a read. And I'll be reading it after um, our show here today. But as far as historical of all the articles that I have seen thus far that are more general on landing page optimization. Uh, these two really did stand out as um, sort of providing information that is global. Like, there's a lot of landing page optimization articles that, yes, if you're doing this, then they work, or yes, if you're doing this uh, or you're in this industry, then yes, this applies. Um, these two articles really cover a broad spectrum um, and, and really can apply to virtually every, um Campaign that that's requiring landing pages. So I, I really like these two, uh, and then yeah, I also link to Wikipedia, which I, there's a part of me that hates to do that, but, but nonetheless, um, they give a well, good definition. <laughs>
2: <Anyway. laughs> um just so for listeners who, uh, who may be newer to the industry, um, just so you know, high ranking the high ranking newsletter comes out of Jill Wayland's office. And if we had more time, I would love to tease Jill about an article that she wrote earlier today about um, the need or lack thereof for uh, standards in the search marketing industry. Um, but I'm not going to. Boy, oh boy, do I wish I could, because I, I, I had some great lines prepared for that, but I'm not going to because we don't have time. Dave, is there anything else we have to get in here about PPC uh, as it relates to SEO? Um,
1: all I can really say, and at the bottom of the article I actually provide Um, But uh, like organic, uh, a lot of people tend to to view PPC, they read up, you know, one little bit on it, and in they go. Um, PPC is constantly changing. Pay attention to those alerts that the engines are sending you about changes. As you pointed out, there was a really important one from Monday. If you didn't read those alerts, you wouldn't see it, Um, and, and your campaign could suffer. Read a lot, pay attention to the forums, and test out different tactics constantly. Because uh, your industry is different than mine, and, and, and which different than, uh, you know, industry acts. So um, you, you really need to, to do a lot of testing. Don't take even, you know, even what I've written, don't take this as, as the gospel. Read it. Read the resources we reference. Go and find your own resources. It's like organic. There's a million different ways, and, and you need to, to be aware of all the information that's out there.
2: Absolutely, Dave. That was a it was a, a good article you wrote. He had thirty three hundred words in a night. Well done, brother. Um, this is uh, Jim Hedger from the boardroom at metamind dot com, and uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from his office at beanstalk-inc.com. Check out next week's show. We're going to be talking about statistics and analysis in uh, in search engine optimization. We're going to have some great guests, and uh, check out the the companion articles over at webpronews.com special thanks to them and a special thanks to our producer today Brasco for uh, putting up with our stuff from the booth this is uh, again Jim Hedger at metaman.com and Dave Davies at Beanplug. Plug Inc you've been listening to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm we'll be back next week stay tuned for some amazing amazing B2B content here on webmasterradio.fm